Hey, hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's your girl, Tamika. It's your boy, e Rock now. Listen, we keep it real. Keep it raw. And we keep it uncut. All day. We are Marriage Takeover. Takeover. So we want to welcome you all so much for tuning in on today. We are going to go ahead and get started with uh, prayer. We want to welcome you, welcome you, welcome you. This is the month of March. No, we're in February, February. Yeah, February. Um, <laughs> we're about to make us go into another month. So we are in February, the end of the love month, and we're super excited about it. So we're going to uh, go ahead and get started with prayer and then get started into our broadcast on today. So God, we thank you. We love you. We honor you, God. We just ask Lord, that you would just continue to have your way in the mighty name of Jesus. God, that you would continue, Lord, to have your way. And Satan, we bind you now in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we're asking now that you come in, that you would break yokes, God. Now in the name of Jesus, God, that you would destroy demonic strongholds. Now in the name of Jesus and God, that your will will be done in the mighty name of Jesus. God, that you would have your way, God, in this broadcast. Lord, that you would have your way even in our lives. Satan, you do not live here. You will not reside here. You will not abide here. In the name of Jesus, Lord, as you come in and given us a mandate, God, to be able to come and help other couples. And so, God, we're asking now in the name of Jesus that your Holy Spirit would go forth. Lord, that your oil God will penetrate, Lord, through every broadcast, through every stream, through every radio broadcast, through every conversation, through every word that is revealed, God, now in the name of Jesus. And God, we're just asking that your Holy Spirit would rise up now in the name of Jesus. God, that your Holy Spirit would fill this place. Lord, that your oil will flow over now in the name of Jesus. God, that you would set up an ambush now for the enemy in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we love you. We honor you, God. And we just ask that you would continue, Lord, to have your way in the name of Jesus. God, that you would continue, God, to identify the triggers. God, that you will continue, God, to break the generational curses. God, that you will continue, God, to break the generational cycles. God, that you would expose the hand of the enemy. Now, in the name of Jesus, oh, God, be glorified. God, be magnified in everything, God, that we say. Everything, God, that we do. God, and you be glorified in Jesus' name. Lord, let them see you. Let them experience you, God. Let them honor you, God. Let them be obedient to you, your will, your way, your word, God. In the name of Amen, amen, and amen. 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 So we're going to go ahead and we're going to get started with today's broadcast. And so we are a marriage takeover. We help couples um, win in their marriage by identifying the cycles and breaking generational, by identifying their triggers and breaking generational cycles. So today we have 10 secrets to avoid divorce. Now, before we get started, I want to just make sure that Everybody understands that this is not a condemnation when it comes to divorce. If you have gone through a divorce, you're, you know, already recovered, you're remarried, whatever the case is, just want you to understand this is not a condemnation when it comes to divorce. So um, let's put that out there first and foremost. It's a disclaimer. Yeah, as that disclaimer. So don't come for us because we're talking about divorce. So now, 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 now. Well, we're not, we're not talking about divorce. We're just saying, hey, these are 10 secrets that are known and and long as you don't mind working it, you can avoid divorce. So we're going to dive into one of them. What you got? Forgiveness, to forgive. Forgive and forgive quickly. So Now know that there are a couple of them, right? So we got 10 secrets, but there are many different ways that you can avoid divorce. And so um, the first one is forgiveness that we're going to talk about on today. And hopefully we can cover it, finish it. If not, then it'll be a series that we'll do. It'll be a series, but <laughs> also, if you would like to know, we also will be sending this. This will be, oh, 
Okay then, never mind. <laughs> Eric is. I was about to say, Pastor Eric is getting ahead of himself. So no, 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 no. We have a lot of new things coming down the pipe for marriage takeover. So um, I think that's what he was trying to to get to to let you know that new things are coming, new things are on the way, and we're excited about it. So. Now we're going to go ahead and get started. So why should we forgive? What do we need to forgive um, our spouses for? Before jumping into that, why, I, this is a question that I had asked is that, why is it a secret to avoid divorce? Because when you get married, you don't, you don't think about divorcing, right? It's, that's like far from your mind, right? So it's like, so now my question is, why is it a secret? What you thinking? Why would you say it's a secret? So I wasn't prepared for that question. <laughs> Why is it a secret? It's a secret because oftentimes if you look at, you go through different cycles, right? Different seasons in your marriage, right? You go through that time where it's amazing. Then you hit those valleys where it's not so amazing and you want to kill them. You want to choke them. You want to knock them out. And then you go back to the peaks and the high valleys of it being amazing. And so I think the secret is, and why we call it the secret is sometimes you don't really understand. If you think about a secret, a secret is something that's well-kept, something that you, I guess, want to keep for yourself as a jewel, is something that is precious, is something that is golden. And when you think about it as a secret, we often lose sight of it. We lose sight of it. So... It being a, so it being a secret to me and um, asking that question is that one it's a secret because no one either one never pointed it out to you because all all 10 of these items to help to help you to recognize so that you're able to avoid divorce is already in you. But a lot of us don't understand that it comes down to time to where we have to deny self. So therefore, because of our selfish ways and because of things that, oh, we cannot deny ourselves from doing or trying to do or end up getting to the place to where we're not fully committed. Now it's a secret because it's an area in you that you don't want to tap into. But if you tap into it, guess what? Boom, it's there. And so then, therefore, so with these 10 items, because it, it worked, we know it worked. That's how we have survived 23 years, because we found ourselves, one, recognizing that we have to forgive and forgive quickly. So we're going to start. That's not the number one. We're just going to start with that one. <laughs> right. So these are not in any particular order. Right. So forgiveness. So why, why forgive and why would you even have to be at the situation or the state of forgiveness? Right. Have you ever um, maybe it's because of infidelity. Maybe it's because of how your spouse has been speaking to you. Maybe it's because of how your spouse might have undermined you. Maybe it's because they were lying to you. Maybe it's because um, they lost your trust some kind of way. Maybe because they, they stole something from you. They stole they y'all fight more. Y'all cuss and have a conversations like think about. All the different situations, and you say the saints don't cuss. And listen, sure, you know sure. you know how you driving in the church, and you, and you cussing, and you carrying on, and you fussing, and you fighting on your way to service, and then you pull up in the parking lot because you know people looking at you and you smile, and then you get your little last words in before y'all get out of the car. You know, y'all know we are not the only ones who have been there. So 
Think about those situations. Think about those times where your spouse really just hurts you, right? You might not be speaking to them. You might not be on speaking terms. Think about all those different things and you're trying to figure out, do I really want to stay married? Is this where we are right now? So 10 secrets to avoid divorce. Forgiveness is one of the, I don't want to say one of the key things, but it really is a key situation it where you, you have to step in to really say, Am I going to be the bigger, more mature person in this situation? It is one because when when things go unaddressed, if you will, you know, if you feel like, you know, you're never heard or you're or what you say isn't valued or, you know, things of things of that nature, you'll find yourself falling falling into a place of resentment. Right. And so it's like, oh, I resent my I resent my um, uh, uh, my spouse because. Uh, you know, they don't want to, they don't listen to what I say, or they don't hear me, or, you know, or no matter what it is, you're running over my boundaries or what have you. So it's like, huh. But then that's when that resentment kind of settles in. But a lot of times we kind of miss it because we don't never deal with it while it's at the shallow level. We wait till that sucker get deep. One thing, there's a big difference from deep sea fishing and fishing in the shallow part. You don't have to fight hard with the fish on the shallow part. But when you go deep sea fishing, oh, you best be in for a big workout. And plus, one, the fish are bigger when you go deep sea fishing. And so it, when you look at when you allow things to stack up and just stack up and just stack up, it's like, man, dang, how do I, like how did I get here? But then because when you hold when you hold resentment, you hold unforgiveness. When you hold unforgiveness, that's when you allow division to come in. That's when you allow loneliness to really come in and set up shop. And so it comes down to that point where it's like, oh, man, do I just want to deal with this on the shallow end or do I actually want to get down to the root of it? Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. And so when you get down to the root of it, so then you have to you gotta look at okay now what is my next step? Am I gonna am I gonna look at the root? I, I know where it stems from. Okay, what I'm gonna do? I'm am I gonna pull it up, discard this? Am I gonna deal with it? Basically getting to the root of it and dealing with it. If you're saying, hey, I love my spouse, then you're saying, hey, I'm willing to deal with it. But don't get me wrong, a lot of people come into that place where they say, I'm just tired. I have no more fight in me. I understand, because sometimes when it comes down to that place where it feels like you are the only one fighting, it seems like you are the only one making changes. I understand. I ain't, man, I ain't going to lie to you. Sometimes that joke get hard. Then you're like, you know what? I'm tired of being the only one. Because if you want it just as bad as I want it, then of course you should be putting in some kind of effort. So it comes down to, hmm, you know, it all, I, you know, I always say it always takes two to tangle. But it only takes one to make a change. And so if you're saying that you're willing to, to make that change, then you have got to, you've got to keep pushing once you get to the root. And so when it comes down to unforgiveness, now you get the, you get the chance to pull out your checklist and everything that you have that you have marked on your checklist. Now it's time to forgive and scratch it out. Right. So what is forgiveness? Forgiveness is like I went and looked up a couple of different different uh, definitions and come up with the definition that I like. So this is going to be from 
uh, a marriage takeover standpoint, <laughs> if you will, with a Tamika version stamped on it. <laughs> so it's, it's giving up the right to hurt others for hurting you. That's simply put. Forgiveness Checklist. is giving up the right to hurt others because they hurt you. Checklist. It's really wiping the slate clean. Checklist. Don't it's wiping the slate clean. It's canceling a debt. Marking them out. That's really what it is. And it's an act. So if you think about forgiveness, forgiveness is an action word. It's for to forgive. Forgive is action. It's a verb. It's something that you have to do. And don't be surprised that you have to do it daily. Mm, daily. Daily. It's the act of forgiving. It's a choice, right? Yeah. You choose to give up that right. It's simply a choice. You choose to set your spouse free from the debt of offense. Right. So think about that. You are choosing to set your spouse free from the debt of offense. This is done daily, and this is done often, and this is done generously. So think about that, right? So one of the reasons, I know everybody is petty. So when I say ladies, please don't be offended when I say ladies, but I know ladies, we are on a whole other level of petty. But So when it comes to being petty, the reason why you're petty is because you are offended by something somebody has done to you. So in your response, you become petty because now you want to do something that's going to say checkmate or that's going to clap back, if you will, to be able to respond to what somebody has done or said to you. But if you're forgiving, there's no reason to be petty. Right. right. It's a little quiet. But if you're if you're forgiving, there's no reason to be petty. Hmm. Yeah, you may want to be petty. You may want to respond. You may want to do all those different things. And, and here... Hear me when I say we are not perfect, but one of the ways to avoid divorce is simply one of the secrets to avoiding divorce is really being able to forgive. You gotta be able to forgive. And when you forgive, it comes in so many different layers and it shows up in so many different areas of our life. Well, so, go well, ahead. Go when, ahead. You, when you look at, you know, I, like when you say is you got to be able to forgive daily. Right. We talking about your spouse. I don't care. They might not have put the dish in the sink. So what you're going to do, take that dish from, from today and put it with all the other dishes <laughs> from last week. It's like, come on, seriously? Because the thing is, is that we never catch it when it's small, but we recognize it when it's big. So when you look at what Matthew 18 and um, 22 says, and Jesus said unto, said unto him, I say not unto thee, until 70 times 7. Follow me back to that. Let's go look at 21. 21 yeah. says, then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often should my brother sin against me and I forgive him till, uh, till 7 times? Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee until 7 times, but until 70 times 7. So that's a whole lot. 70 times 7, that is 490 times in one day. So if you're telling me that I have to be able to forgive, I know what you're saying. Well, the Bible says my brother. No, it's still the same thing. <laughs> it's still the same thing. Take brother out and put your spouse there, <laughs> okay? And then how many times must I forgive? Because if you're gonna if you're gonna be petty about it, then guess what? You ain't really forgiving right. because you're attacking you attacking them from your place of offense. So you ain't really let it go. And don't get me wrong. I ain't gonna lie to you. Sometimes it takes some people a lot of time to get over stuff that has been buried deep. I'm with that. 
but every day is an opportunity for you to heal from yeah. that offense. Right. But you have got to choose to do the work. Is it hard? I'm not going to lie to you. Heck yeah, it's hard. I almost said something else, but I didn't want the church people to say something about me. No sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have Christian talk radio. like, hold up. Whoa, wait a minute. We got to bleep this. But you have got to choose every day to heal. When you say, I forgive, you have got to choose every day to say, I choose healing. I choose to heal. I choose to heal from, from the offense. Is right. it? Is it? I'm telling you right now, no, it is not going to be easy, especially depending on how, how long you have been holding it, because this is the thing, too. You ready for this? A lot of a lot of times we have a we have a offense against our spouse that somebody else did. And all it was that they did something that reminds you of what somebody else did. So now you don't took the offense from someone else and put it on your spouse. No, you need to go back to that to that area, to that event, and you need to forgive that individual. And you got to make sure that you become the victor, not the victim. Right. Because now you're trying, now, now you're being petty with me off of what someone else did to you. So come on, that ain't fair. But then, but when we turn around and look at what Christ did, he died for us when we ain't, when he wonder what he wonder what that did it. But what we do, we still, Jesus, you ain't here for me. I was here. I died on the cross. I did not tell you to, to, to do that to sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so. So you think about it. Hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You're good. That's all good stuff. So just even in that, when you trace back the offense, always know that what somebody says or does to you, that absolutely has nothing to do with you. So how you react and how you respond is all about you. So like Eric said, when you trace back that offenses, you're offended based off of what somebody else has already, because it's a root. Right. It's something that's already been dig, dug deep based off of how your spouse responded, based off of how your spouse didn't show up, based off of how your spouse might have said something to you a certain way. You're holding on to something that has been festered there probably since childhood. Mm. Wow. Probably since a first conversation that your mom or your dad had with you or didn't have with you. Probably since the first conversation that you might have had in one of your first relationships. And because the, your, your spouse responded or behaved a certain way, it triggered something in you. Right. And so then you didn't have the opportunity to heal from that. So now you're in a state of unforgiveness, which is not only deteriorating your marriage, but it's also affecting you emotionally, physically, mentally. Right. All those different things and it's breaking you down and you're trying to figure out how you lost your grip along the way. And it really is now that all you need to do is forgive. Right. Because the reality is God never equipped your spouse, your husband, your wife, your fiance to fill your voids. Right. Or to meet the needs that you think that they're supposed to be able to fill. Because if that were the case, then there would be no reason for God to be in your life. And, you know, and the funny thing that has tripped me out, a lot of people don't recognize that we we um, unknowingly punish our spouse because of what we have not let go of from what someone else did. Right. And it's like, man, 
Because now, oh my goodness, we're getting into everything now. Because when you sit back and look at it, like, dang, where did this come from? Then it's like, oh, shoot. Am I really treating my spouse this way? Am I treating my wife this way? Am I treating my uh, my, my my husband this way because of what Cousin Junebug them did back in the day or uh, what my mama and daddy did back in the day? No. Because, again, you're still carrying on you're still carrying that issue with you. When it's time to go, you know what? Baby, you didn't do this. You reminded me of right. X, Y, Z. Right. So now, honestly, you, one, got to forgive them from way back in the day. You yeah. forgive them and you be the victor out of that situation. Then you come to your spouse and say, babe, you know what? Please forgive me. Because I've gotten to the root problem. I understood what that trigger was. Whoa, I didn't mean to hit trigger. I'm going to come back off of that one. But I understand what that was. So now or what it is. But then it's like, okay, baby, you know what? I forgive you and let's move forward. Like I said, understanding one thing, it's not going to happen overnight. Because you got to understand is that if you have held on to that unforgiveness, I know a lot of us say, oh, I forgave, but just because they ain't in your face, that don't mean you really forgave them. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, my goodness. I see like we're dealing more with the more with the issue <laughs> right, versus right. the that. But, you but it still is. It. So that issue, I think, with forgiveness boils into so many other things, because I was just thinking as you were talking about that. In order for you to even admit to your spouse that that came from another place, you have to then be vulnerable. Yeah. Ooh. We're still talking about still forgiveness, talking about forgiveness. But you then have to be vulnerable. You have to you so so what what I don't understand and it and it because I don't want to say I don't understand it. Let me backtrack that. Backtrack it. Let me backtrack that. Backtrack it. Because I want to help somebody. Help somebody. So being married for 23 years, almost 24 years now. There were times where we had to be vulnerable with each other, and it was a learned behavior. Because coming up from where we came up from, we didn't understand what being being vulnerable was. Right. And to be vulnerable in a state of what we thought that it might have been was considered a punk move. So <laughs> what we have is you a sucker. What we have is is we have a husband and we have a wife who are possibly in a situation or in a marriage where they're going through life not understanding that they have to be vulnerable to each other, not understanding that they have to lay down the walls and the barriers and break down those walls so they can really let their spouse in, which requires trust. So if you can't trust your spouse fully and be vulnerable with them and to be able to lay naked before them emotionally, spiritually, and physically, then what are we doing? Let's break down the barriers to get to the root of why am I not able to be vulnerable with my spouse, with my husband or my wife to truly tell them that they hurt me, mm. to truly tell them how I really feel, to truly tell them that this is where the root came from. So I am apologizing because of how I behave or how I reacted because this is where this came from. Right. This had absolutely <clears throat> nothing to do with you. Has absolutely nothing to do with you. Nothing. And we're still talking about forgiveness. And we're still talking about forgiveness. See, a lot of times we don't understand how deep the mud is. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's something because you can be, you know, <laughs> you can be building a foundation with, with, mm, okay, thank you, Lord. Every foundation has an impurity. 
But when you have too much of an impurity in that foundation, it causes to crack faster. Because granted, when you have the right mixture of chemicals and the right mixture of concrete, uh, cement, and dirt to form that solid foundation, then it can take the beat. Right. But if you have more dirt than you have cut cement mix, you're going to have nothing but a muddy mess that's never going to set. Right. So then, therefore, the first shaking that comes by is going to crack and split. I know y'all trying to ask me how I know because we had to. When I was back in my day, I put too much dirt in with the um in with the cement, and yeah, my aunt, my goddaddy was mad because they had to re they had to redo that whole wall because when it sat, when it thought it go dry, it started like flaking, and it was like, wait a minute, who makes this? I did. My bad. I apologize. <laughs> Yeah, yes, everybody was mad with me because it put us a whole day behind. Anyway, hey, let's just say I lost the mixing duties. I just had to, I just had to carry bricks. I just had to carry bricks. But, but, but I learned because, and that's what he said, no, you got to make sure you have the right mixture because it's, understand, to us, when you say it's an impurity, yeah, because a lot of people don't understand and sometimes it takes the impurities to make us stronger. Right. But if you don't know how to deal with those impurities, then guess what? It's going to crush you versus making you stronger. Right, right. So you got to recognize, oh, dang, you know, that did happen. But but my wife or my husband, that wasn't the one that did it to me. But the thing is, is that because you haven't let it go, we begin to even act out the uh, the how we was able to protect ourselves from it to our spouse. Right. So sometimes we gotta we have got to we have got to forgive it. We have got to let forgive it and let it go. Because I'm telling you, a lot of people don't understand is that one, your your marriage is very vital. Why is that? It's because it's all it's it's two hands are better than one, four eyes are better than two. Two noses are better than one. Four ears are better than two. What are you saying? Because what I may miss, she'll get. Or what she may, what she, what she may miss, I'll get. Why is that team? You that team bonding that that you begin to move together, move in sync. Guess what? You are. You will literally be unstoppable. It's the power of unity. It's that. Ooh, that uh, don't get. Don't jump ahead. You mentioned something else. Sorry, because I, 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 I didn't already backtrack a couple of things ago, so I'll have to come back to the other scripture I was going to say. But when you mentioned the impurities, I wanted to hit this real quick. Because Go ahead, hit it. The impurities, you're right. So we all bring our impurities when it comes to the marriage. Right. And the beautiful thing, though, about Christ, which is why he needs to be the center and the core, is because his blood washes away all the impurities. Come on. So in John 19, 30, uh -huh. um, and I'm re reading out of the NIV version, it says, when he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. So it is finished means that he paid the price for everything. Everything. So his blood washes away every sin, everything, every impurity, everything that can come to kind of destroy and to tear down the assignment that he's actually placed here in our lives on this earth, in this world, for his kingdom. So when you think about 
It is finished. The impurities, when we bring those impurities together, we come together in a union. As, as long as we're keeping Christ as the center, center, as long as we are being obedient to his word and we're exercising those things that he's asked for us to do, forgiving, uh -huh. to forgive, forgive, then what he does is he can come in the midst and he can... Wash away and he can purify everything that's tainted. He can come in and he can heal those old wounds. Mm -hmm. He can come in and he can help you to understand how to communicate with your spouse. He can come in and he can turn those things around. He can come in and he can allow love to have its perfect way in your marriage. He can come in and he can do some phenomenal things. So it's important that we keep him as the core because without him in our marriage, then what are we doing? Right. Without him in our lives, then what are we doing? Yeah, it doesn't on? It doesn't make sense for us to have or say that we have him in our life, but then we don't insert him into our marriage. Come on. What's the point of having him in our life in one area, but not having him in our life in all areas? Right. Like, And you, and you just said, and yes, and we do this in Jesus' name. <laughs> Right, right. So it's important to understand that. And when he said that it is finished, he paid the price for everything. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. So here, here's what people will say. You you forgive, you forget it. So I'm not going to go back and say what my husband said was wrong because it's not wrong. But what I will say is wisdom. You don't go back to that repeated behavior or accept because because what forgiveness does not do is it does not give that person a pass to continue to mistreat you right. it does not give that person a pass to continue to harm you so if you are being harmed in any way if you are in an abusive relationship then what i want to say is now because this is a caveat for that disclaimer go seek help get to a, a safe place this is not that conversation we are not saying that you need to stay in an abusive relationship whether it's emotionally physically um, mentally, because that is what you, you believe that we're saying, or you believe that we're walking away with. No, that's not what we're saying. What we are saying is that you need to forgive. You need to go get help. Go get help first, get safety. But then you also need to forgive in your process. Well, let's, un let's unpack that. Unpack it, baby. Unpack let's, un it. let's unpack that when you saying, um, because when you, when you sit back and look at it, because a lot of us actually coming to a marriage with a mental, and I'm going to tread lightly on this one, with a, like, because you mentioned baggage. Right. And so when you already coming in with a heart of unforgiveness, that is a self issue because you have not recognized that you are better or that God has kept you or because of grace. That you are better than the baggage that you're carrying. And a lot of us sometimes come into something carrying those, come into marriage, carrying those baggage, carrying that, 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 that uh, spirit of unforgiveness. And so that sometimes it's easy, you know, the one thing that I've come to recognize is easy to miss to mistreat your spouse. Because they're the closest one to you. But sometimes we have to, I, I love how Michael Jackson said it, and I love how, how David said it. David said, search me, O Lord, because you know my heart. And then Michael Jackson come back and says, I'm talking about the man in the mirror. Oh, yeah. I'm asking him to change his ways. There's no, I can't remember. I, yeah, you know the rest of it. But what does he say? You have to now look at you. 
Because the thing is, when you recognize, one, who you are, two, forgive and let it go. There's no need to hold on to it. There's no need to remember it because it ain't doing nothing but wasting space. So when I say let it go, so in a sense of, for example, Break it down. if you know that your spouse has a gambling problem, they're not good with money, okay? They've stolen money from your account. They've stolen money from the household so they can go and they can gamble. Okay, you forgive them, but wisdom is saying, do something different. Have a conversation with them, but do something different so that the ability isn't there to go back and take the money again or to steal the money or have access to the money so they can go and repeat that behavior. So when I say let it go, I'm not saying, I'm, how do I say this? Clarify it. I'm not saying, I'm, I'm saying to put yourself in a position to where you don't forget, like you're not, wisdom comes and sinks in. So wisdom says, okay, so you know that this is a problem that your spouse has. So in order to be able to work through the situation that your spouse has, you sit, you come to them, you have sit down, have that conversation, go and see somebody, go see a specialist, whoever you need to see. But at the same time, wisdom is going to come in and set up shop and say, okay, we well, need to do something differently with your finances. So in that situation, you don't want to forgive and then forget that, oh, they have a money problem. No. You want to make sure that you're setting aside some, some safety net, some precautions so that you and your household will have. Right. Then And using that understand this when you for when you forgive and when you forget it that means that you're not bringing it back wisdom saying yes you still have to take precaution i don't care whatever the issue is you still have to take precaution until that individual is delivered from the and issue healed, right and healed from it and made whole from it right but it's saying that oh when they make it up, I told you, I know you was this, I know you was that. No, right, do you really right, have to forgive Right, right, right. No, and that's Because it. Yes, you yes. are bringing it back to them. Right. Well, I thought you said that, you know, I thought you said this. Well, hold on, champ. So we call those shots and, and hitting below the belt. And that's it, when you really, you right. truly have not forgiven. Right. And so when we're saying forgive and let it go, it's cool. Because guess what? The next day, everything starts all over. So you start trying to bring bring it back. If Jesus, if God said, I will cast your sins into the lake of forget me, will never rise and trouble you again. And you're saying that you want to be Christ-like, then why do you keep raising, why do you keep saying I'm throwing away the uh the forgive the, um, the unforgiveness, but you still bringing back the issue? That right. means you still haven't forgiven. Right, right. There's one thing to set parameters by wisdom. Right. But then there's another thing to keep pulling it back in their face. But how can you grow if you keep trying to hold them down? How can y'all grow as one if you keep throwing shots of their mistake? Right. Now, in that sense, yes, I absolutely agree. And, and yes. is, it, is it, and when you have, when you have been used to always doing that, for you, it's going to take some time. You have got to make the conscious decision to wake up the next day with God's grace and choose not to allow the past sin of what someone did to you of the offense come out again. And what you don't realize is it's it's a generational cycle because you probably watch your mother and your grandmother and your aunts and your uncles do the same thing to other family members and other other people throw the stuff back up in their face after they might be trying to, you know, get their healing. 
And you don't realize it subconsciously because you've been living in that household, because you've been in that atmosphere, because you've been surrounding yourself around that all your life. Then you've just picked up that behavior. And now guess what? It's in your household. Mm. And now you're going to keep the you're going to keep the same cycle going now with your kids because they're going to see you doing the same thing. Right. So the question is, when is when are you going to break the cycle of unforgiveness? Right. Then I know you might be asking, how do I do it? Well, you choose. First, you got to choose. Look at your spouse and say, babe, I forgive you. I forgive you for where you offended me. I forgive you for, for your offense today. I forgive you for your offense three hours ago. I forgive you for your offense two minutes ago. Whatever it is. But when that same mistake come around, you can't bring back what happened five, five years ago to now because then you haven't let it go five years ago. And sometimes we need to forgive ourselves. Hmm. First, the forgiveness needs to start sometimes with us. Right. And then we then go and forgive our spouse. Let go of the guilt, basically. Yeah. Because if you aren't able to forgive yourself, a lot of times we get, we get blocked and we get stopped in being able to do anything walking out our purpose that God has called us on, doing so many different things because we haven't forgiven ourselves. Because you were in a relationship with a pastor who was married, because you were in a relationship Oops. with another guy who was married or a woman who was married. You were in a relationship with, and now you're married years later, but you're still holding on to that and you haven't forgiven yourself. Baby, we come to set you free on today. Forgive yourself first. If God said, it, he said, it is Jesus, it is finished. When they spoke the scripture, it is finished. It is finished. It is already paid for. That debt is already done. So all of that stuff that you might be holding yourself onto, you in a relationship with somebody now that you don't even want to marry because you wanted, you broke up their household. And so you're afraid that the same thing is going to come and happen to you once y'all get married. Let's break free of that on today. Let's move forward and just ask God to forgive you on today. You forgive yourself on today. You walk through the deliverance and the healing process that you need so that you can become a better person, become the best version of yourself to be able to walk out God's purpose in your life so that you could be free, so that you could be healed, so that you could move forward and help other women and other men to then become free. Because you're not alone. You're not the only one. But you have to choose. It's a choice. It's And it's so easy. It really is a choice. It really is. I know we make it seem like it's hard, but I'm going to tell you, we may, uh, what I say, yeah, we make it seem like it's easy, but no, we know it's hard. Trust me when I tell you. My wife bought a dog. I can't stand dogs. But I had to realize was that that was something that happened to me way back from back in the day. And I'm like, no, I don't like, but now I, because I'm going through that healing process, I have narrowed down. I just don't like dogs because it's a really, it's a responsibility. I just, that's not what I wanted. But what I'm saying is that it took time to be like, yo, I had to figure out like what was going on, you know. And it's like this can't be something. Though I don't think that she would maliciously go and get it, knowing I do not like dogs. Well, Listen. you said yes, so but still, it has it has been a very very rocky road since September of last year. The dog, 
Oh, y'all thought we were talking about the years puppy, ago? No, we were talking about a couple has, months. The puppy has been such a joy to my life. I love her so much. But what we did not realize when Eric said yes, that he wasn't being true to himself when he said yes. So when we talk about this stuff, y'all, it's not like we don't know it. So we, we're walking this stuff out. So when, we, when we're talking... <laughs> That's how we know it works. <laughs> we know it works, right? We have to choose. So, and, and does it require a level of maturity? Will it hurt sometimes? Will you be upset sometimes? Yes. Yes, it, re it really, really will. But it's it's a walk in progress. So since September, it's been it's been a rocky road. It's been because, a rocky road. Because Eric wasn't true to himself. So now we have to now work through oh what God, it's like yes. being like with the dog in the house. Because the dog's not leaving. So we have to figure out what that looks like because he really doesn't like dogs. I do not and like so, them. And so getting to the root of why he doesn't like the dog and getting to the root of what is going on, right. then we've been and identifying so many different things right. unfolding. And so we're working through that. Right. So when we say. So that's what I say. You have to choose. You have to you choose. You have to choose. And so every day I know everybody like, oh, you're going to, oh, you're going to love the dog. No, because it's been he has a moments. When it when it becomes a bill, that's when it's like, no, I don't like you. You know, it's a you know, back in the day, I know all the dog lovers, you know, hey, you pick your poison, basically. Well, you not like only what that, you, you like what you like, I like what I like. Back in the day, the dog I don't think the dogs had as much care though. Because no, I remember when I was a little girl, no, no, no. you chained the dog upside no, outside, no, you gave no, the no, dog no. the scraps from the dinner table, no, and that was it. No. <laughs> I don't well, ever saying, remember them taking the That's because to the we was in a different region. <laughs> they still had vets, maybe not as many as they have today, but they still have because you gotta remember. Each generation grows wider. Right. And so, right. therefore, yeah. you have more that's taking place. Right. So, you know, for those, for all the dog lovers out there, hey, I ain't, got, I ain't mad at you. But you can't get mad at me because I don't have the same sentiment as you do. Right. Because mine was something that took place back in the day. So, you look at it. Back in the day, I'm like, hold on. You know, Mutts was free. Nah. No, they call them designer dogs. They're designer dogs. So I'm still trying to get, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. But what I'm saying is that every day I choose right. to not allow that offense to be present today. I choose. Is it hard work? It is sometimes. Especially, especially when they forget to take the dog out and take a dump and you step in it in the house and you track it up the stairs. Oh, but no. one another. 
Right, right. And for the record, Eric said it was okay to get the dog, which is why the dog is in the house. I'm about to train that sucker by side. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> but so yeah, so I wanted to. We have like 15 minutes left, and I want to make sure that we at least tackle through why we should forgive and how to forgive. So, um, why so we should before we get into the why ahead. we should forgive. Let me just let you know this real quick. And I said it, this will be my third time saying it. Is it going to happen overnight? No. But you have got to choose every day to forgive and, and let them go, not holding them to what they did yesterday. Right. That's just it like takes losing, time to heal. It's just like losing weight, right? You gain all, you sit around and you do all of this stuff to pick up all of this weight. And then now that it's time for you to lose the weight, you don't lose it overnight. It's a process. Right. It's so a process. Forgiveness is that process. And just like you have to choose not to eat certain foods, just like you have to choose to go and work out, just like you have to choose to drink water instead of soda, it's the same thing with forgiveness. You have to choose to not hold the fence. You have to choose not to hold your spouse or not to hold yourself to that thing that wants to latch on. Right. Because here's the reality. If the enemy can get you to latch on to something and to continue to latch on to that thing, guess what he's going to get you to do? To, to latch on to it. Because as long as you are not free, as long as you are still holding unforgiveness, as long as you're still not obeying the will of God and the word of God in your life, guess what? The enemy is winning. And I know we don't want him to win. Exactly. So why should we forgive? So don't dwell on it. Go ahead. Right. So don't dwell on it. So why should we forgive? So in uh, Genesis 50 and 17, and this is the NIV version. I've been reading the NIV version all this time. But it says, this is what you are to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Now, please forgive the sins of the servants of the God of your father. When their message came to him, Joseph wept. So not only are you to forgive them because they did you wrong, but forgive their servants. Forgive, forgive everybody in that line. Let me do the NIV of the King James to see if there's a different version that I want to identify. You had a King James? Mm -hmm. Over here. That was 50 and 17. Genesis mm, 50 and 17. So shall you say unto Joseph, forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren and their sins, for they did unto thee evil, and now we pray thee, forgive the trespasses of the servants of the God of thy father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him. So we forgive him because God is already, he's, he's directing us to. But then also he's look telling at us to. Right. And then look at it. God is already saying, I've already brought you out of it to where you can save your family. So forgive them. Forgive them of what they did to you because I've already taken care of you. Yep. And then Colossians 3 and 13. Ooh. So it says, NIV. Forbe oh, go ahead. Oh, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. You going to read NIV? I meant the King James. Yeah, for it pretty much said the same thing. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another. And if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, also. Also, so also do ye. So I mean, basically, just saying. Listen, that's the one thing because I, I believe I think it's in 
They said in one of the epistles, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, where he says, if you have a quarrel against your brother, go to them. So if you have an issue with your brother, with your sister, go to them. I understand, yes, that took place in, you know, out in the city against, you know, with the people. But no, it's, it's the same thing. It's required in, in your house with your spouse. If there's something that wrongs you, go to your spouse and let them know. Like, you know, I just want to let you know that right there was, you know, that was messed up what you did. But you know what I'm saying? Be mature about it. I don't need to because, listen, you cannot fight fire with fire. Right. Somebody has to be the cooling agent. Right. So if, uh, understand, the firefighter, he just fights fires with water. A fire start, he brings the water. <clears throat> so again, if that, if your spouse wrongs you, don't come with fire because now they're going to, now anybody's going to get defensive when you come with fire. What is the saying? There's a saying that you, um, you get, you get more, you get more flies with honey. Right. That one. Or more bees. With, yeah. Something like that. I don't know what it is, but something around. Something there. <laughs> but yeah, so that that's that. And then Ephesians 4 and 32. Um, again, and be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. So again, that's just letting you know, again, why do we forgive? It's because God is required for us to forgive. There is God is asking for us to forgive. There is no other option but we to, are to forgive. Right. Now, how we do it and why is it so hard to forgive? It's because we're made up of flesh and pride. Pride is the thing that don't want us to forgive. Pride and guilt. Because we want other people to hurt for hurting us. Right. We want to cause pain to other people who wronged us. I mean, think about it. You think about anybody who wronged you in high school. Now, I don't care how old you are. You could be 70 years old. <laughs> 70 years old and you find that one person who wronged you when you was in high school and guess what? You remember who it was. You remember the date they did it to you. You remember what they did. You remember how they did it and you wish you had the ability to do something differently to them. Guess what that just showed? You yeah. still have an offense and you have not forgiven that person. You better let them go because they going on living their life. And so that's the that's same. Like when you're in your, in your marriage, you have got to L-I-G. Let it go. You got to. I, when I tell you honestly, even though every day when I wake up and I see this dog, I still choose to let it go. Because no one actually knew. And I didn't know how deep it went anyway. But no one knew. So I can't, I can't, you know, even from the, from the time where I think that she's not hearing me or the times where I think she's not putting in an effort, I have to sit back and look. And then I ask the question, like, really? You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, I asked. I, I can't come with, oh, you're doing this on purpose, this, that, nah. Because what is that going to solve? It's not going to solve anything, but continue a whole nother, it's going to cause another issue. So that's where when you actually really let go and forgive, you have to choose daily. Right. And then it's just like everything else. The moment you become, the moment that you are, the moment that you have made it a habit to choose, then it's going to become second nature. And then how should you forgive? Again, you're going to forgive graciously and you're going to forgive generously. So graciously and generously is, again, not holding that over the person's head. And you're going to also begin by admitting and seeking God's forgiveness first. You want to go to God first. 
You want to say, okay, God, help me. Here I am. You want to repent. God, help me so that I can release this thing. I don't understand why I'm so upset about it. I don't understand why this is such an issue for me. But Lord, help me so that I can make sure that I'm honoring you, that my life honors you, that my responses honor you, that my will honors your will, that everything that I do, how I speak, my tone, my conversation, how I behave, God, that it honors you. So anything that's within me, I want you to remove it, God. And so there is nothing hidden. Remove it so that, God, I can lay prostrate before you. And you're going to do this in prayer. Right. Then you're going to accept your responsibility. Right. Accept responsibility for your actions. This is something that you are doing. Accept what you've done. And then change your behavior. The best way to apologize is to change your behavior. Hmm. I walk in it. I walk in your apologies by changing the behavior. You basically changing the narrative to the story, meaning how you felt about it. Instead of walking as a victim, you're walking as a victor. Right. You're walking in victory. And that's the thing. When you understand that when uh, when the enemy want to shine a, a bright light on your offenses because he wants you to stay down. But when you choose to change the narrative from being a victim to walking in victory, now you're letting them know that, yeah, you're already defeated foe. Right. And then don't be afraid to trust again. When you go through the process of forgiving, don't be afraid to trust again. And stop waiting for your relationship to fail. Right. Oftentimes we sit in the midst of what is going on. And while we say we forgive, sometimes we don't forgive. Come on. We're sitting and we're waiting for the relationship to fail. We're not working. We're not doing anything. We're talking to other people who really can't even help us right now. Come on. Know when to go get the right help and to seek the right help. Are, are you, you talking, talking to, to your girlfriend? Be your amen, right. You talking to your girlfriend or your dude in the backyard or wherever that's really not helping because more than likely your girlfriend is either single or she's not in a relationship. <laughs> or... Your girlfriend that is married, she in a marriage that's worse than yours. That's worse than yours. <laughs> and so they're like, misery loves company. And so you're sitting and you're talking to these different people that don't have the ability to help you out of where you are. So stop waiting for your marriage to fail. Right. And so you can sit back and say, oh, well, I knew it wasn't going to work. Just be well, like. Oh, I knew it wasn't this. Or, oh, I knew he was going to do this again. I knew she was going to say that again. Man, you always do this. I'm just waiting for you to hand me the papers. No, don't sit and wait for your relationship no. to fail. And when you ask for forgiveness, be specific. Be specific. Again, repent. And when you repent, that means that you are changing the course. You're changing the direction. You're going in the opposite direction. You're doing something different right. than what it was you were doing that got you in that situation. And then remember that your spouse is not the enemy. Right. I know sometimes it might feel like it. But your spouse is mm. not the enemy. I know sometimes that may look like it. But, but it, your spouse is not the they enemy. They are not the enemy. And so understand that whatever Satan comes to sift this as weed, and whatever way he can do that, he's going to do that. If you're married, he's going to come in your relationship, into your marriage. If you have children, he's going to try to come with your children. In just all different areas. Because what, what, what Satan is looking to do is he's not looking. He don't want your house. He don't want your husband. He don't want your kids. He wants your witness. Right. If he can take your witness, if he can take your doubt, if he can take all those different things, if he can cause you to doubt, he can cause you to fear, he can cause you not to honor God, he can cause you to do all these different things because he's killing your witness, right. that's what he's after. Right. And so, ladies and gentlemen, 
These are the 10 secrets. Hold on, hold on. Hold um, on. Go ahead. So, and understand this. When, when wife was saying that your spouse is not your enemy, understand it. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Right. Understand that. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So, keep that in mind. As you go through, as you start your journey, or even if you're already on your journey, we pray, let us know, send us some comments, um, you know, like, sus like, subscribe, share. Um, you can reach us, www.marriagetakeover.com. You can reach us um, at Marriage Takeover on all social media platforms. Like, subscribe, um, share. Because if you're dealing with it, guess what? Someone else is too. And so we're just here to help to let you know that you can win in yes. your marriage. This is your boy, e Rock Nim. Oh. Wait, so you got to tune in next month because we only hit one. We got 10 secrets. We only did one. <laughs> so next month, we're going to tackle some of the other secrets as well. Right. So sorry. Go ahead. Oh, so this is your boy. No, we got to pray out, baby. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, oh, we Jesus. thank you now, we God. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise, Father God. We thank you for this time. We thank you for this moment. Father God, let's talk about, your, about forgiveness and how you have forgiven us and how we should forgive each other. So God, I pray now in the name of Jesus, oh God, for that. For that couple, Father, that are couples that is struggling with forgiving their spouse, Father God, just remind them of what you have done for them on the cross. Oh God, and ask and, 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 and remind them, Father, God, that they are well able to forgive their spouse, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Father God, I speak peace upon that marriage now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we rebuke all divorce now in the name of Jesus. God, we speak peace upon the marriage. Oh, God, we ask that you have your way, continue to order steps. Father, we say this prayer in our son Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. This your boy, E-Rock Nim. I'm your girl, Tamika. This is Marriage Takeoff. We take over. We signing off. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening in to this month's podcast. If you'd like to get the 10 secrets to avoid divorce download, just make sure that you go to www.marriagetakeover.com. And be sure to enter your email address and you can have access to that download. We look forward to continuing to support you and your marriage. And I'm Tamika and I'm out.